Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Really, Riley? 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 <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hey, you guys, welcome to episode 22 of Really Riley. Sorry this one was a day late, but this particular podcast was a little bit of a special one to me, and I wanted it to be just so, and I wanted to interview a very special guest for this one today. Um, This is my little corner of the world where I like to talk about all things single mom life, dating, workouts, All things real, all things Riley. And this podcast today is very, very real because it's almost one that I don't want to say I was ashamed because that's not the word. It's one that I was hesitant to share because it's, I guess, maybe a sensitive topic for some. So enough with all the teases. I'm going to get right into it. So last Sunday was a bit of an anniversary for me. It was six months to the day that I decided to break up with the booze. Yeah, like six months ago, I said, I am kind of just done with alcohol. And it seems like a very dramatic decision in our day and age because people are like, wait, what? You don't drink? Well, you know, as you guys know, if you follow me on Instagram or social or you hear me on the Kane Show at all, I am a workout fiend. And I started that habit this year when I started training with my trainer, Nathan, and just I was getting really, really into it. And I was getting really frustrated because the numbers on the scale weren't moving. Not that the scale is really what matters, but I just wasn't. I wasn't getting to the next level, and I know why. I knew exactly why, because I eat well, I work out all the time, I don't necessarily get a whole lot of sleep, but I was having that wine after the baby goes to bed all the time. You know, like you get that mom o'clock hour where it's just like, okay, the kid's down, he's tucked into his bed, let's have some wine. And, you know, for some... That's fine. I'm not saying that anybody should do what I do or people shouldn't drink or it's bad for you. But for me, it just got to the point where in every facet, it just really wasn't serving me anymore. Physically, emotionally, you know, because it's real easy after a couple of glasses of wine to send that text to that douchebag that you really shouldn't, you know, and I just decided, you know what, let me give this shot for just a month. You know, it wasn't even a dry January thing. It was just like, let me just give it a shot for a month and see what I can do here. Then one month turned into two months, two to three, four to five, six months came around and we were like, wow. And I got to tell you, I have felt better in the last six months of my life than I have honestly ever. Because, I mean, I started drinking at 15. That's what you did in Seminole High when I grew up in Florida. Like, you drank all the time. And it was like, this is the longest stretch that I've gone sans booze since then. 
since 15 years old. So for the better part of my life, you know, and there weren't like, you know, there wasn't like a rock bottom moment or something like that. It was just to me, I started something and now it became a little bit of a lifestyle for me. But therein comes the, I guess, difficulties you could say with that, because, you know, we have such a drinking culture that everybody does it and you can be a little bit isolated from people because, you know, people look at you like, oh, God, you're not drinking. What's wrong there? You know, and they don't want to accept the fact that, hey, I'm good with my gin and tonic or no, sorry, that's used to that used to be my Jake. I'm good with my ginger ale or my soda water, you know, but you do also feel a lot of times like the oddball or like, you know, you're that kid in school that, you know, isn't included and I've never really been that person that gets all like went way about, oh, you're not including me. I, I'm a pretty forthright person and like, hey, this is who I am. But it was a, it was a little bit much to be in certain situations where people would be like, you know, no, you got to drink. Oh, you can't just have one. And, you know, I guess you could say also the respect for the decision to not drink isn't always there. It's not a very inclusive thing to do when you decide to stop drinking. Now, side note to that, when you do, you know, decide, yeah, I'm going to be done with the booze for a little bit. There are a lot more people that don't drink than you actually realize until you start, you know, being being that person that is at the party and just says, you know what? No, I'm going to have a virgin mimosa. Do kind of miss the champagne sometimes. But for right now, Riley's on this track of we're just going to stick with the sans booze. And I'm happy with that. And you guys, today I have a very special, I'm going to call him a friend, even though I've never met him in person yet, a very special person on the podcast today, whom I've sort of had my eye on since even before I decided to do the whole breakup with booze thing, Jesse, who is responsible for the Mocktail Project. Hello, Jesse. How are you? I'm wonderful today, actually. You know, I've had a very long morning, but I wasn't hungover when I woke up, so there's that. There is that. um, I don't miss those days whatsoever. (laughs) Not at all. Okay, so when you go to themocktailproject.com, you guys, there's like a quote on there that I absolutely love. Well, there's a couple. I'm going to give you my second favorite in a minute, but this one is like specializing in drink recipes and social events that can be enjoyed by everybody. I'm not the expert on the Mocktail Project. Jesse is. So, Jesse, I want to hear a little bit more about your story and how the Mocktail Project came about. Yeah, appreciate you having me on today. It's um, it, that's absolutely like definitely one of my favorite quotes on there as well because you know I personally gave up drinking about four and a half years ago and I was 25 at the time and you know wow, I looked that's back, young. yeah super young and it um, it wasn't for a lack of you know drinking many many years or <laughs> giving my best effort at it but right. you know I think that you know we all struggle in different ways and. I personally, I, you know, became, um, you know, very unhealthy with alcohol at an early age. You know, I had my first drink around nine years old and there was just things that happened to me as a child. And, you know, I come from a great family, you know, resources, things like that. Um, you know, but by 13, I quickly realized, you know, things that had happened to me. I didn't know how to cope with them, deal with them. And, um, you know, I became very dependent on, you know, drinking and that yeah. was really kind of my outlet until, you know, I look up 18, go off to school, um, you know, really kind of that first fill of freedom. And, you know, I really didn't know how to live my life without alcohol. And, you know, when I reached out for help at 25, 
you know, my biggest fears in life wasn't accepting the fact that I needed help. Like, I think everyone around me knew I needed help and just kind of hoping that I could get it. And, you know, my biggest fears was the fact that I could never go back into social environments, restaurants, sporting events, concerts, mm-hmm. you know, all the things that, you know, I perceived as the life I wanted to live. I truly felt that I could never do that uh, because I always related it to having a drink in my hand. And so when I say we specialize in recipes and events that everyone can enjoy, yeah. you know, the mocktail project isn't about telling people not to drink. It's right. about providing options for people when they choose not to drink. It's an amazing thing because when I stumbled, well, actually, when you guys stumbled upon me and I was still drinking, you had brought up a good point the very first time you contacted me. You're like, you know, I'm sure you was, a, you know, when you were pregnant, you you know, weren't really included in terms of like the whole drinking atmosphere, which, yeah, I wasn't. And I had all these like tips and tricks that I had to do in order to ward people off that didn't know I was pregnant yet. Like basically having to lie to people around me that drank and just couldn't accept the fact that, hey, I've got something else in my hand, like a club soda or a Red Bull. And that was never enough. And now it seems even more amplified since I've quit drinking that it's like when I say no, it's like, what? You won't even just have one shot. You won't right. even come on. You can have one drink. It's fine. Like for me, the the answer of, hey, you know, like I'm working out really hard. I'm trying to keep my fitness together. I feel so great without it. Hey, I'm having a great time with you, buddy, but I don't need that beer. Like that's just not enough. So when I stumbled upon you guys or when you stumbled upon me and I started checking it out, I was like, this guy's got something here for real, though. Yeah, I really appreciate that. It's, um, you know, it's so funny. Like, I personally find it, um, you know, it's kind of interesting because I think that, you know, when you tell individuals you're not drinking and they see you in a bar setting or even like you introduce yourself for the first time, um, you know, and and the immediate question is like, what are you having to drink today? And like, you kind of like internally, you've already kind of prepared yourself to Mm -hmm. tell people like, either I'm not drinking or like you said, like, it's sad that we have to almost like shame ourselves into like tricking other people into like what we're drinking. Yep. Um, but the reality is like, it makes the person that is drinking just as uncomfortable when they don't know how to like order you a drink or, you know, when you say you're not drinking, then like, there's always that awkward pause. Well, like, do you want a soda, like water, (laughs) Red Bull? Like I can only have so many Red Bulls in a night. And you know, at the end of the day, like, it's our personal choice mm-hmm. and you know, no one should ever peer pressure you or pressure you or, you know, look down on you for not having a drink because so many individuals for whatever reason, you know, whether it's pregnancy designated driver, you know, maybe you just have a big work day tomorrow and you just don't feel like drinking tonight or going on a um, cleanse or, you know, you yeah. just don't feel like being hung over the next day. Right. Exactly. And so, you know, the entire project is about being mindful, being inclusive, welcoming people back into social environments they never thought they could be welcomed back into, and really just, you know, encouraging people to live like their best life mm-hmm. and providing options to do that. Well, the other favorite quote I saw on the website was, inclusion is not bringing people into what already exists. It's making a new space a better place. I just adore that because the few bars that I've walked into in the six months that I have said goodbye to the booze that have had like a mocktail on there, I'm like a giddy little kid. I'm just like, oh my God, I can be involved in all of it too. And it's like in all kinds of situations, like say I'll go on a date. 
that's always a fun one. Like, oh, can I take you out for a drink? But, oh, well, I don't drink. And they're in there like, well, we can go somewhere else. It's like, no, no, I can go. And it would be really nice to have this tort- type of a, I'm going to call it a movement, the type of this type of movement everywhere. So people just on both sides, like you said, don't have to feel super awkward about this kind of thing. It really is. And it's about breaking stigmas. Um, it absolutely is. It's a movement because, you know, when you look at how much time and hospitality and thoughtfulness goes into creating, you know, really great cocktails, you know, the same ingredients are already ready available inside of bars. And so, you know, like when I approach a bar about joining the mocktail project or, you know, working with a gala or charity event, you know, the reality is every single restaurant in America has cocktails, beer, and wine. Mm -hmm. And you said it best, like when I'm talking to restaurants and I'm like, well, how do you diversify yourself from all the other restaurants in our community? I'm like, everybody already knows you can make a great cocktail. Like, why wouldn't you use your social media outlets to say like, you know, we're always serving great cocktails, but you know, for individuals that choose not to drink, like we have a really great, you know, menu uh, option for you all or, you know, for the individual that's not drinking um, because I promise you like for individuals like yourself and me, uh, you know, when I walk in and they don't know I'm a non-drinker and I see a mocktail or crafted non-alcoholic drink on a menu, like, (laughs) yeah, it's a party. Like I want to hang out. I want to buy my friend's drink. Mm -hmm. Um, and immediately like I'm snapping it on Instagram, I'm sharing with friends and it's gotten to the point now, you know, I, I share it all the time. You know, my brother's my best friend. He's 10 years older. My dad, you know, like we're always looking for like boys trips and you know, now that, you know, I'm committed to, you know, being a non-drinker, I'm four and a half years sober, like they don't even think about going to a place that doesn't have something for me because they know any social environment they walk into, there's going to be a drink for them. Right. And, and so like I look at restaurants and stuff, and I'm like, you all are losing business because you don't provide options. Right. For, for 30% of America, you know, that's the stat, like 30% of Americans don't drink. Um, you know, that which, leads me to think, too, like my girlfriend who is vegan, like we would always find a restaurant that had an option for her. And you'll go to all different kinds of restaurants with vegan everywhere, like vegan options, vegetarian options, all kinds of different options. But yet not the options for somebody that doesn't drink. Yeah, I completely agree. It's, you know, the thing that I related to most is probably like the gluten free, mm-hmm. you know, tin- 10 years ago, nobody knew what that little GF was on a menu. (laughs) Right. You know, five years ago, it was high-end restaurants. And now, like, you know, McDonald's has a gluten-free option. (laughs) What Um, is life? (laughs) Yeah. And and I'm just like, I look at it and I'm like, man, like, there's just no reason why (sighs) every place that offers an alcoholic beverage shouldn't offer something that's equal in taste, creativity, you know, flavor profiles yeah. because they have the ability to do it. Um, and so that's really, you know, what the project is about is empowering, you know, individuals just as much as social environments and restaurants to be more mindful and, you know, to be more hospitable for everyone. So tell me more about Mocktober because that's coming up. Yeah. So that's really our big initiative coming up uh, October 15th through the 21st. And uh, really, this year being more or less our first year, it's sponsored by the Kentucky Distillers Association, which is phenomenal. Dope. Um, yeah, because like never in my wildest dreams did I think that like the spirit industry 
uh, would be supporting something like this, but they truly respect, you know, individuals' choices not to drink just as much an individual's choice to drink. Hell yeah. And so it's just one week. Uh, we're encouraging every restaurant, coffee shop, if a social space has the ability to make a cocktail, then they have the ability to make a mocktail. So we're just saying post it on social media, put it up on a chalkboard, welcome people back into your establishments that didn't know that, you know, you had these options or could provide these options. And it's really just saying, let's take one week to really welcome like everybody back in the community, you know, back into social environments in an inclusive, mindful, you know, responsible way. And so all the money raised uh, that week, if you can donate at least just $1, uh, you can participate in October and all the money will go back towards providing recovery resources in our community and in the hospitality industry. Oh, my God. I love every single thing about that. Uh, so, Jesse, you can find out more information about all of this at themocktailproject.com, right? Absolutely. And then you can definitely go out, follow us. We love new friends on social media. It's just at The Mocktail Project. Jesse, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on with me today, sharing your story, introducing us to The Mocktail Project. I am going to definitely be making that smoke lemon raspberry mint thingamabobber you have on the website. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, so, so today's actually like a really cool day. We're going to do a photo shoot. We're going to put up 25 new recipes by the end of the week. Ooh. Our goal is to have about 50 uh, non-alcoholic options on our menu before Mocktober kicks off. So, Oh, yeah. Happy Mocktober, y'all. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us on. Cheers to the mocktails, you guys. Um, definitely please go follow, like, subscribe to Really Riley on the iHeartRadio app. And hey, if you guys want to participate in Mocktober, you're thinking about maybe not drinking or you know sharing your stories or whatever, please hit me up on the socials at Riley Couture. That's R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And then on Snapchat, it's at Radio Recon. Love you guys. Talk to you next week. Week. It's really Riley.